Welcome to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs from Steadfast Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we show high-level executives and business owners why comprehensive financial planning and executive bonus structures don't have to be too good to be true. Keith draws on his experience in realistic financial planning, and expert guests share his two cents about academically-based financial planning that you have to hear to believe. Now, on to the show. Hey, everyone. This is Keith Beggs, founder and CEO of Steadfast Wealth Strategies and the host of the My Two Cents podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. I cannot believe how fast summer has gone by. Uh, But as we inch closer to fall, we are inching closer to open enrollment for Medicare or annual enrollment for Medicare. And we thought it was very timely uh, to have Sean Rose on with us today. He specializes in Medicare for Banker's Life. He has been a a partner of ours and someone that we've been able to send some of our clients over to to get some help. But I know there's a lot of decisions and a lot of concerns about Medicare. Maybe if it's your first time getting into it, or maybe you've been into it and it hasn't been all that you thought it was supposed to be up until this point. Uh, Sean, thank you for being on with us today. And uh, let's just kind of jump in here. What are some of the big issues that people are facing with Medicare right now? Yeah, Keith, thanks so much for having me on. As far as Medicare, it's as anybody who's on it or has ever looked into it, it's very confusing. There are some major things that I run across on a daily basis. And one of those things is is which plan that you've chosen based on your needs. There's tons of insurance carriers out there that provide uh, Medicare. But at the end of the day, which option did you choose? If you're on A and B by itself, you're at risk for a lot of out-of-pocket exposure and expense should you be using you know, the benefits. As far as your options, you typically have things like supplements or advantage plans. The, the second thing that I see people running into is custodial care. Custodial care is not covered under Medicare any longer. And back in 2010, they actually made some changes to Medicare and they started um, reducing it, and then they eliminated it completely. So that's a big one. So hold on, let's stay right there. Let's stay right there real quick, Sean. So custodial care, that's like your long-term care or in-home health care needs, correct? Correct. Yes, sir. So now if, if a client needs, whether it's help with medications, whether it's help around the house because they can't do two or six ADLs, any of those type of things, they, Medicare is not going to help them with those style of benefits. Correct. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's becoming the number one cause for bankruptcy among retirees. And um, Medicare uh, put it in the middle of their Medicare and you booklet that you're going to be getting in the mail every single year with the changes and the adjustments to Medicare. And this year and for 2021, it's actually on page 52 of that book. And it says it in in big, bold letters that, that Medicare does not cover this. And Medicare supplements, as well as advantage plans, do not cover this. It's sometimes called custodial care. And then they list right below that, typically, one, you know, your options. How, you, how can you deal with this? And they say, hey, look, you're eligible for this type of care through Medicaid, which is a state assistance program, or if you choose to buy private long-term care insurance. The third option, which they don't mention, is you just spend your own money when it's that time. Right. Or, or, you know, something that we try to get a lot of our clients to do or potential clients, but, you know, no one likes to think about needing custodial care, right? So this is always a touchy subject, but there are a lot of hybrid products out there. There are annuity products that offer in-home healthcare benefits. There's life insurance that offers in-home healthcare benefits to where if you don't need them, 
you didn't just give all your money away like you would with a typical long-term care. So there are options out there for people so that they don't have to go bankrupt or they can get some level of protection for themselves. But if they don't need the benefit, right? And the goal is to not need the benefit, right? The goal is yes. not to need custodial care, but the but the uncomfortable truth is a lot of people are going to need it. And so there are some options out there that we can put some protection in to where we're not just writing a check every month to an insurance company that we may never see the money back on. So I know custodial care is a big concern. I want to jump backwards real quick with you, Sean. You were talking about part A and part B, and I want to be kind of remedial with this for some people that maybe are just getting into that. So part A, everyone just gets part A when they turn 65. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. As long as they have their work quarters and they're eligible for, for Social Security benefits, whether that's you know the Medicare side or the check side, they are going to qualify for Part A of Medicare, and that's correct. Okay. And then Part B, they get to choose a Part B, or is Part B if you just say, I want Part B, and everyone gets the same Part B? Yeah. So there's a couple of situations with Part B and how Part B works. Part A is solely facility care, and that's typically in a hospital, skilled nursing facility, or hospice. Outside of that, it doesn't cover anything else. And how I tell my clients is look at that as room and board. That's the room that you're in. That's the the food that you eat while you're in that room. But outside of that, it doesn't cover any services. It doesn't cover surgeries or anything else. Part B, though, on the other hand, is services. That's all it is. So when you're looking at these letters, know the difference. Part A, we're talking about if you're in a facility, Part B is talking about any services that are rendered to you in, in a, any healthcare situation, whether it's a doctor, outpatient surgery, durable medical equipment, labs, tests, x-rays, uh, CT scans, anything that your surgeries as far as a whole, all of those things are going to be covered under Part B of Medicare. And are there any specific questions they should be asking themselves so they can better choose their, their Part B plan? Is there like a checklist of things that will kind of help them choose the best Part B? Or how do they make that decision typically? Yeah. So Part B is the same across the board. So the federal government made the rules all the same for everybody. As far as that's concerned, it becomes situational based on current healthcare situations. But Part B as a whole, it's going to pay what it's going to pay. And so th there's no options under Part B. The options come through typically through insurance companies. And that's whether you go on to a supplemental insurance or you go on to an Advantage plan. And both of those are your options under Medicare. And so you, you just have to choose what's right for you and based on your situation. Most folks that are foreseeing medical issues or they're already currently experiencing medical issues, those are ones that typically lean towards more of a supplemental because it limits out-of-pocket costs to them as they're utilizing the benefits. And then on the other side, folks that are rather healthy, they may look at it like, well, I don't really want to pay premium to an insurance company, so I'm just going to go with a more affordable option and I don't mind paying money if I use the benefits, right? So it's going to be a situational situation for each person and what their plan is and how they're going to plan for their healthcare in the future. Okay. And is Part B taken out of their social security as well or how do, or do they pay separately for Part B? Yeah. If they're receiving social security income and they've already turned on their social security check, then it will automatically come out of their social security check prior to you know them receiving that from social security. On the other hand, if they're still working, which a lot of people still are, they're working until their full retirement age, 66 and a half. And so they, they typically have still credible coverage through their work or that option at least. 
And so if they decide to go on to Medicare when they turn 65, they um, will be billed by Medicare. Now I've seen it, I've seen it in multiple different ways where I've seen it done quarterly. I've seen the first payment is, is six months and then they go to a quarterly. You can change it to a monthly bill if you contact Social Security after you pay the first one. So I tell my clients, hey, be prepared for this bill. It's coming. It's it's gonna be, you know, eight hundred bucks. And they're like, oh, eight hundred dollars. But as long as they know what they're walking into and they're not getting surprises, I think people feel a lot more comfortable walking into these decisions if they know what to expect. Uh, I know there's always exceptions to every rule, right? You can't say too many blanket statements anymore. Um, But for the most part, everyone that's on Medicare should have at least Part B. Is that a safe assumption, Sean? Or is that? Yeah. If you admit, so Part B is a little sticky in in a couple of areas, but one of them being that you have certain timeframes in which to elect your Part B. One of those is when you're turning 65, you have a window of time to say, yes, I want to go ahead and take my Part B. Or if you have credible coverage outside of Medicare, you can stay on that group plan through work. But when you come off, you only have 63 days to to get on to Part B of Medicare. If you miss these windows, and the reason why they're important is because if you miss these windows, then Medicare will penalize you, okay? And it's a 10% Part B premium cost, it's a 10% penalty for the remainder of your life. So if like this year, you're in the lowest tax bracket and you pay $148.50 for your Part B, then you're going to be paying an additional $14.85 for Part B if you missed your enrollment period. Then on top of that, you can't just elect Part B whenever you want it to start. You have to do it the first quarter of the year, and then it doesn't start until July 1st. So doing this in, in the right time and in the right focus is very important. And, and that's why we, we try and reach out to folks that are turning 65 so that they just don't do something that's going to cause problems for them later. Gotcha. That's great information. So they got 63 days, if I heard you correctly, from the time that they retire to elect Medicare Part B before they get hit with that 10% penalty. And you said lifetime. That was a lifetime penalty. Yes. So. Not not Correct. a one-year penalty, a lifetime penalty. Okay. Wow. Okay. So we've talked about custodial care. Again, that's no longer covered by Medicare. Everyone needs to have some kind of custodial care, either the ability to self-insure with, because of their net worth, or they need to have some supplemental things, whether it be through annuities or life insurance, in our opinion. Those are the better ways to go. As that way, if you don't use it, it at least stays with your estate. What are some other issues right now or concerns or, or, or some things that people need to be paying attention to when it comes to... Let me touch on that custodial care one more time, just because I think that the government made some decisions on purpose. Okay, It wasn't an accident. And we have to pay attention to the numbers. I, I believe that numbers make sense and they really don't care about our feelings. And so touching on the custodial care again, I know it's an emotional topic. I know it's something that people don't want to think about. I get all of that. But I will tell you that reality hits that the federal government says, and you can go on to resources like longtermcare.gov and research it yourself, but 70% of, of people 65 and older are going to use that care in their lifetime. When you make mention of somebody needs, you need to have something like this, the answer is, yeah, you do. And I'd rather you have it and not need it than need it and not have it. This is one of those things that because it's privatized now, the industry is privatized because the federal government has gotten out of it. The costs are soaring. It's raising every year. We're watching the models and we're seeing what's happening. 
in that industry and it's just going up. Pay attention to that. I, I would say that's the biggest gap in Medicare. And it, it, again, there is no coverage at all, at least with Part A and Part B. Medicare pays something. In this case, Medicare doesn't pay anything. So it, it is a big burden on families. But I, I will say this to go to your question and, and what else they need to know about is pay attention this year, especially during the annual election period, pay attention to prescription drug coverage and how it changes. If you are on a supplemental plan, you need to make sure that you're shopping that drug plan every single year. And when I talk to my clients, I say, hey, listen, th- there's four things going on that, that behind the scenes that you may not just be aware of, but Medicare changes every year, okay? And as Medicare changes, then so do, do the insurance companies. They change based on what's going on with Medicare. They have to be compliant. They're overseen by CMS. So there's a lot of moving parts to that. Then the insurance company typically contracts with a preferred pharmacy, okay, a pharmaceutical company, you know, whether that's CVS, Walgreens, Kroger's, uh, Walmart, it, it doesn't matter where you're picking up your prescriptions, but they're contracting with those individual pharmacies. So they want you to go where they're going to get a little bit lesser cost, which ultimately passes down to a lesser cost for you when you go to pick up your prescription at the pharmacy. And the last thing that's happening is, is that the, phar- the pharmacies are contracting with pharmaceutical country co- companies. And so every single year, those negotiations are happening. You can walk across the street and pay $300 more with the same insurance plan. So where you pick up your prescriptions, how you get them, who your insurance provider is, what medications you take, which obviously, you know, if you're already on Medicare, you probably had some prescription drugs change. Health has changed. This drug doesn't work anymore. We're going to try that drug. And that changes ultimately how much is going out of your pocket on a monthly basis for your drugs. So how do, how do they shop that, Sean? I mean, do they call Kroger? Do they call CVS? Is there a website? What, what is their option to get the information they need to make those decisions? Yeah. So typically, in my case, I typically tell people, hey, reach out to me. I, I have no problem doing prescription drug plans for people. I want them to, to not lose in that, in that side because it affects their overall retirement picture and, and what's going out. It affects how they're going to live and what they're going to do. I've run across clients that pay, you know, $1,800 a a month for their prescription drugs. I've saved a lot of my clients money just from doing their drug plan. So you don't necessarily have to figure that stuff out on your own on a consistent basis. That's the professional's role or my role in that place to say, hey, look, here's based on your drugs and what you're taking, this is the best place to get it. And this is how much it's going to cost you. And so they just need to send us in a list of their prescription drugs, and then we can help them. We can take that. We can go do the research and help them say, hey, look, right now you're on plan X, uh, which is fine. But if you go to plan Y, you're looking at a $7,500 a month savings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because with the prescription drug plans, you got to remember you're paying premium on a monthly basis. Again, that's coming out of your Social Security if you're receiving it. And also at the same time, you're paying when you go to the pharmacy to pick it up. So you've got two factors going on. So if you're in a more expensive drug plan and you're paying $80 in premium, but you're still paying, you know, $400 out of pocket when you go and pick up your prescriptions, sometimes some of the lesser plans on a monthly basis will not only save you monthly premium, but it will also save you when you go to the prescription pharmacy to pick it up. So there's multiple factors working in that, 
but you can ultimately win if you're paying attention to that on a consistent basis. And that's yearly during AEP. Right. So they need to be starting to look at that probably every September or August. So right now would be a great time to be getting a list of those prescriptions and getting them into us uh, so we could then run that analysis for them. So when open, where, where annual enrollment starts here at uh, October 15th, that they are ready and they can get those changes uh, done in a timely fashion. They don't miss that window. Because as you said, that could be a costly window if you don't get the right prescriptions where you get them from the wrong place. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of those things are just service. And I believe that customer service is, is super important today when taking care of people, making sure that they're winning. That helps them to be more secure in their retirement and what that life is going to look like for them. If they're not having those big bills from medical expenses or even from prescription drugs that they're on maintenance drugs for, those things are things that, that change the dynamic to what we can do and, and what we can't do in retirement. For sure. Great. Well, that was great information right there. Okay. Let me ask you another question. What is Irma and what does it do to someone's Medicare? So great question. I have a lot of people that get hit with this and they, they look at me like, well, why is this so expensive? Irma stands for the income related monthly adjusted amount. And so there's this clause in essence under Medicare that says, based on your tax bracket, will determine your Part B premiums. So if you're in the lowest tax bracket, then this year, your premiums are $148.50. And every single um, year that you're making over that tax bracket, it actually rolls into your premiums and how much you pay. So it's basically a cost sharing for folks that make more money. They're going to have to pay more into Medicare for the same benefits. Okay. People that are making less money, they're paying less into part B for the same benefits. So th this becomes a massive factor. So it's socialism. It, I mean, <laughs> it, in some respects, it's, it's distributing the wealth into the system as a whole. Right. And so uh, you, you got to watch out for that because, you know, in, in what most people don't know about Irma is that Irma actually is on a two, two year look back process. So the taxes and the tax returns on your AGI is what actually determines your 2021 rate. So 2019 and 2020 is what determines 2021. And so as we go into 2022, it's 2020 and 2021 that will determine our 2022 rates. And this doesn't just affect your Part B, it actually affects your Part D if you're on a supplement and you have a prescription drug plan. So not only do you get hit on the Part B side, but you also get some in extra costs involved in your prescription drug plan. Watching and paying attention to that and you doing the wealth management side, you understand that how people touch their assets, you know, A, it's a taxable event. But the other thing that most people don't consider is, is how is this going to affect my Medicare? And that it does. We run into a lot with Roth conversions. Yeah. Very much when so. you're talking to people about you know converting to Ross, and that is a huge topic right now, right? We know the tax system is going up. We're going 22 is going to 25, 24 is going back to 28 here in a couple of years, and a lot of people are trying to get converted, right? They're trying to get their IRAs converted to Ross, and something that we always talk to them about is here's how much we can convert without affecting right. your Medicare. And they're like, huh? Arr? You know, they <laughs> yes. kind of get that right? <laughs> and you're like, yeah. So when you do this, it's going to affect this. I know you want to get it done as quickly as possible. And it doesn't make it good, bad, or indifferent. It's just to make sure that they know, right? They, the tax benefits might overwhelmingly be better off than 
the, the upcharge in Medicare. But if, it's, if you don't know it's coming, it's painful. And so it's just something that you need to be aware of. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do Roth conversions. It doesn't mean a lot of things, but it's out there and it's something that you need to be aware of and factor into your decision-making. If you're only going to convert an extra five or $10,000 over that, it's not worth it. If you're converting an extra 100000 over it, well, it might still be worth it, right? So there's some things to think about, but um, most people never thought they would hit those income levels, right? Because they, they're not planning on taking this money for income. They're just converting it and they're coming in. You know, that we're getting, we got a lot of questions on that from people that we have not worked with this in the past. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit because Roth conversion is a huge topic right now. And one of the things you got to be wary of when you do that is what is it going to do to your Medicare costs? And are you factoring all these things in together when you're making these decisions? And, and half of that, like you just touched on, half of that battle is just the information walking into the most of the folks that are walking into the retirement world or into the Medicare world as a whole. It's an uncharted territory. It's something that, that naturally brings fear because it's fear of the unknown. We don't know what's going to play out or how it's going to look or what it's going to be. So when we start getting these things in the mail saying, hey, by the way, your Irma, you know, with your Irma, you're now going to be paying $500 a month for your Part B, people start freaking out because they didn't factor for that. And they didn't consider those thoughts because they just didn't know any better. So, you know, as we look at that, I would rather be on the error of caution and say, hey, look, here's what you have to do. Here's what's going on. And this is how it's going to affect you. And as long as they're aware, it's so much more palatable than it is swallowing that big pill, you know, that surprise mail that count comes in that you're like, oh man, we're, now we're in trouble because <laughs> it's going to affect us. Yeah. Cause I mean, those, cause most people are living on a, on, on a budget in retirement or an income budget. And if that Medicare number changes, then their budget changes. And that means either they got to go back and take more money out of qualified plans or, you know, the Roth conversion, not going to get the value out of it. So it's just some things to be aware of. So if we do a quick recap here, annual enrollment starts October 15th. It ends December 2nd or December 3rd. Which date was it there, Sean? December 7th. December 7th. Okay. I'm so wrong about yes, this. It is December 7th. A couple huge things to be aware of. Custodial care is not in your part A and part B. If you don't have any kind of custodial care, you need to talk to somebody. We would love to talk to you. Um, there are a lot of different options out there. Again, there are options where you can keep the money in your estate if you don't use it. If you don't use it, you don't lose it is a, is a way we like to say that. The other big thing to be aware of is prescription drug coverage changes every year, right? So it could depend on where you're getting your prescriptions, um, what prescriptions you're taking, different things like that. So if you're unsure and or if you don't have a prescription drug coverage and you're looking for one, put together your list of prescriptions and you can get that over to us and we can shop that for you. And Sean and his team can put you in the right prescription drug coverage to make sure that our premiums aren't too high and then that our price per prescription is not too high on those things. And then finally, Irma, if you're looking at doing Roth conversions where you're looking for additional income, be aware of the additional costs that that could have on your Medicare. It's a two-year look back on that. It doesn't mean you don't need to make those decisions, but you don't want to do it without knowing what it's going to do to these things. You just want to make sure you have a full picture as you walk in uh, to these types of decisions. Sean, is that a pretty good recap or did I miss anything that you, you would want to add real quick to that? Great recap. We're here to serve you. At the end of the day, it's about you and your retirement. We're here to serve you and, and take care of you. And that's the name of this game for me. And I know it is for you as well, Keith. Awesome. Well, I, I appreciate your time again. This is Sean Rose, 
specializes in Medicare and coverage planning. He's over at Baker's Life. He's been a good partner and friend of ours. And so we, again, if you have any questions or if we can be any help, you'll be able to reach out to him or you can reach out to us and we'll get you in contact to him and do this prescription drug coverage and planning phase coming up. Uh, now is the time. This podcast will probably hit here in a second half of August. So September is a great time to get these ducks in a row and get organized. And so that we are not scrambling uh, as we get into the holiday season, trying to make these decisions. So Sean, I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. I think this has been very educational. And with that, if you have any questions or need any help, our contact is Keith at steadfastws.com. You can call me at 832-506- 9034. I am the founder and CEO of Steadfast Wealth Strategies and the host of the My Two Cents podcast. And I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you for listening to My Two Cents with Keith Beggs. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All securities discussed are offered and provided through Steadfast Financial Planning, LLC. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Steadfast Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor and or qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. This podcast is not intended to provide specific investment, financial planning, tax, or legal advice. It is intended for educational purposes only. Please consult your tax advisor, financial advisor, or legal professional for specific advice on your specific situation.